A Word for Your Soul podcast is a weekly conversation highlighting pivotal topics that address being in relationship with God. This podcast is an authentic and transparent heart-to-heart that aims to speak to our mind, will, and emotions. Relationship with God is the vehicle in which we are able to truly experience Christ. And I'm your host, Pernisa, a.k.a. Pern. Welcome back to A Word for Your Soul. I'm Pernisa, and this is episode three. So today's episode is about obedience. And I legit got to take a deep breath on obedience because first of all, first of all, let me just first say this is that none of these um, topics that I bring up, let me just make the record clear. I don't have it down. Like I have not found the solution to this topic and this is what I do to cure it like I don't have it sis I'm just sharing the revelation that God has given me okay like revelation is just a fresh understanding of it a revealing of 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 something of God's word and that's what I want to just make sure I disclaimer, okay, is that I don't have it all down, nor do I think I ever will in this lifetime ever have it all together. Because even the word of God says that he's here um, completing the work that he started within us and he will be completing our faith until the day that we die. So I'll never have it all down. Never. And every time that you think you have one thing down or he reveals something to you, it's always more to it. Like his knowledge is infinite. And I just want to say that because I just felt the need to say that. And I think I felt the need to say that because I've been in that place before where I felt like, okay, God is revealed something to me revealed an understanding revealed a bit of knowledge and then I've taken that and felt like okay I can check that off the list now I don't gotta do nothing else with obedience now I know what you're saying about obedience and that's it and it's not like that with anything there's always more to know there's always a deeper sense of understanding there's always um just another level in all things concerning God And so, yes, back to obedience, okay? So, um, first I just have to also say that um, I've had a very distorted and broken perspective of obedience for a long time. And I feel like God had to redefine and give me a better understanding. And so that's what brought us here today on this topic of obedience. And so the anchor scripture for today is Romans 5, 19 and Deuteronomy 11, 26 through 28. So Romans 5, 19 says that one man disobeyed God and many became sinners. And that one man would be Adam. So when Adam disobeyed God, we all became sinners. But in the same way, one man obeyed God and many were made right. And the one man who obeyed God is Jesus. And when he went to the cross for us, 
we all became right after that. So that's Romans 5:19. And then the next scripture is Deuteronomy 11, 26 to 28. And it sums it up like this. Obey and you will be blessed. Disobey and you will be cursed. And so those are the anchored scriptures, right? And so if we go to the definition of obedience, um, it says that obedience can be interpreted as a surrendering to God and his word. And the Google definition that I found was just a submission to another's authority. Submission to another's authority. Obedience. Whew. So I've always associated obedience with discipline. I guess you have to have a, my way of thinking was like, if I had discipline, then that would lead to me being obedient and obedience to me was, um, like I would say to myself, if I could be disciplined and I would do this one thing, then that discipline would automatically gain obedience to obtain whatever I was trying to accomplish. So obedience to me was obtaining whatever it is that I was trying to accomplish. That was my distorted definition of obedience. It wasn't submission of any sort. It wasn't surrendering to God. It wasn't surrendering to his word. It was literally the vehicle that would gain me access to accomplish whatever I was trying to accomplish. Um, and I did this a lot with weight loss. Like I always felt like if I could have this disciplined diet, then I would meet my weight loss goals and that would be obedience to me. I would obtain whatever it is that I was trying to accomplish, which was the weight loss. And I would do that by dieting. And it went into a lot of other things as such as like, you know, if I would be disciplined enough to get the bachelor's degree or the master's and it would make me the ideal candidate and I would obtain the dream job. And like when I look back on all those things, and all those things I realized, they all required me to rely on no one but my own works and strength to make these goals obtainable. Also known as like just making it happen, right? Like if I can do this, then I'll make it happen. And this is the same mindset that I approached obedience to God. Like. If in my own works and strength, I could do the things he is requiring me to do to live this holy life, then that's obedience to him. Then I would obtain whatever it is that his word was saying I would inherit, that I would inherit the blessings of God. Going back to Deuteronomy um, 11, obey and you will be blessed. So I'll be blessed as long as I could in my own strength do all the things that the word is requiring me to do. And that was a setup, right? That was like a straight setup because I'm going to tell you, it is impossible for you as just as man, right? It is impossible for you to live this holy life without the Holy Spirit. Like that's his job. The Holy Spirit's job is to make you live this life now that otherwise if you did not have him you would not be able to live when i did not have the holy spirit 
I was not able to even interpret and to be able to even reveal certain to receive the revelation of God's word. Like I know undoubtedly by experience that it wasn't until I was filled with the Holy Spirit where I started getting revelation a different type of revelation of God's word. His word opened up in such a way that it didn't when I just received God. Because there are two versions that you receive when you um, encounter the Holy Spirit. And the first deposit, I shall say, of the Holy Spirit that you get is when you profess the Lord as your Lord and Savior and that you do believe and you automatically get the Holy Spirit. Like that's just an inheritance of you believing. And then there's the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And that's being filled with the Holy Spirit. And being filled with the Holy Spirit is just, it's just a different experience. And so I'll save that for another episode, right? But I say all that to just say that it is impossible to do the things of Christ, to live this holy life without the Holy Spirit. So going back to obedience, thinking that um, that if in my own works and strength, I could do the things he is requiring me to do, then I would be able to live this holy life in obedience to him. And I mean, like I quickly found out that that was just not right. So it's like... That's not right. Even if uh, Ephesians 2 says, for grace, you have been saved through faith. That is not of yourself. It is of the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Okay. It is not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. Okay. So that scripture alone supports the fact that it is not you that is going to be able to live this, this holy life this saved life, but it is through faith and not of yourself. And so obedience to me and what I've learned about obedience is that obedience is what allowed me to be a blessing to not just my family, but to others. And that was a difference in understanding and perspective of obedience that really started to shift for me. When I started to see that um, obedience is not what warrants God's love. Like, if I do this, then God's going to love me more. That I have to do this in order for God to love me. Like, salvation and love is ours with professing that you believe with your mouth and with your heart. So, you trying to obtain or you trying to do anything... And calling it like I'm being obedience to God. It doesn't make him love you. It doesn't make him love you anymore. Or maybe even doing something you ain't supposed to be doing. It doesn't make him love you any less. The lack of obedience you may have that is. Um, it's more so that obedience is, is what blesses you. For example... My husband, me, and my daughter were in this one-bedroom apartment for about four to five years of her living. Once we found out we were having another baby, we were definitely like, we cannot stay here any longer. I mean, 
granted, we had been outgrown this space and was looking actually for quite some time on a new place. And so once the new baby came into the picture, we were definitely like, okay, we got to get out of here, right? And so I have been going through the process of looking for places for three, three of those years, like actively looking for places and looking for a place that was affordable for us to live. And so that was like my main thing is that I didn't want to go above our means. I wanted to stay within our means and to stay in a place that was affordable for us, but it had space, it had great schools, it was a great area. Like all of those things that you put on a list when you're looking for a place to live with a family. <clears throat> and so um, I had been putting in for applications and in all the applications I was putting head of household. And at that time, me and my husband wasn't married. So, and to be quite honest, you know, I was in my feelings because, you know, ladies, you know, when you get to a point in your relationship where you've been together for years and you've had that marriage talk quite a few times and, you know, you just over that. And so at that point, like when I was putting in for applications, I wasn't thinking about nothing else besides like we need this place and... I'm making this much money, so I'm putting myself as head of household, right? And it was just the way in which I went about things as a single woman. Now, granted, again, I tell you that technically me and my husband, we weren't married at this point in time. So technically I was single, but I was approaching this process as if I was not with my partner at the time. So I was putting head of household on all of the applications. And then I came across this one property and I heard God said, put him as head of household. And when I heard that, I was like, mm, I don't even know about that. To be quite honest, I was really petty, ladies. Because <laughs> I was like, look, I don't even know what's about to happen with this. You know, he not proposing. We not getting that. Like, I put him head of household. Like, I don't even know if we still about to be in this relationship. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Right? And so all these thoughts were coming to my head to combat what I know that I heard the Lord said. And you know you heard the Lord when. It is the opposite of anything that you within yourself would think. And as I told you, I was putting in all these applications and I was putting myself as head of household. And so when I heard that, I know that that was not myself. I know that that was God telling me, put him as head of household. And so the property that I came across, without thinking about it anymore, I put his name as head of household. And it was actually a property that was like, uh, it's cool, but it's not exactly what we were looking for. And so I was like, mm, oh, well, I'm gonna just obey. Right. But I wasn't thinking like, I'm gonna just obey. I just did it. I heard what he said and I did what he said. And then I didn't think about it anymore. I just kept going and kept filling out other applications. And how about out of all of the applications, the one that he told me to put him as house head of household, that is the one that called us back. That is the place in which we live now. And how about this to go any further? Just before they called us back, we actually ended up getting married in that same year. The baby came later that year and we were in this beautiful place that 
looked more like the place that we wanted to be in, but it also had more space. It had, it was affordable. It wasn't above our means. It was in a nice area where the schools, all those things that I wanted, God came through and brought those things to life. And I do believe that I was able to be a blessing to my family because of my obedience to him saying, hey, put him as head of household, fill out this application. And there were many things throughout that testimony that God told me to do that manifested that blessing. So literally we can overcomplicate like being obedient when it's literally exactly what Deuteronomy is saying. Do the good thing and you'll get blessed. Do what I tell you to do or do what I say to do and you'll be blessed. Do the opposite and you'll be cursed. It's literally as simple as that. He tells you to do something and you just do it. You don't, you may not understand it. You may not um, quite <laughs> believe at first what it is that you're hearing. You may feel oppositional. Like I felt like, well, I'm looking at what's right now. And we're not married right now. And I don't know what's going to be what in the next months next years or what because there's no commitment that I could really see here that was manifesting in the way in which I thought it should manifest itself like all these other thoughts all I had to do was be obedient and that was the key to the blessing <clears throat> and that within itself started to open up an understanding to me that when you're obedient, you are able to live the life here on earth in which God really wants you to live. You know, and I hear a lot of um, pastors nowadays talk about how, you know, the saints want to be like just saved. Like you just want to go to heaven and that's it. You know, but there's also a way in which you can live your life where you get blessings here on life. Like it's not just pain and turmoil and um, fear and, you know, all those things. There's also blessings. There's also good things to have here on this earth. But the thing is, is to live the life, the blessed life. You have to be obedient to God. And that's where the perspective shifts for me with obedience, that it wasn't just obtaining the thing that I want to get, that I want to do, but I'm obtaining the thing, the things that God wants me to have, that he knew before I was formed in my mother's womb. He knew that I wanted you to have this. I want your family to have this. I want people who don't know you to have this. I want them to have access to this. I want them to know this. And that's a total different shift in obedience. So when we are complying or willing to comply with God's requests and are being submissive to his will, the greater part or the greatest part of all of this is we not only manifest the blessed life here on earth, but we make room for the opportunity to give God his glory. And giving God his glory is being in the heart position to just give God his props. Knowing that it is truly because of him. I have what I have. I can do the things that I can do. And I am who I am. Being obedient 
allows others to visibly see what it looks like to be in relationship with a God that literally possesses supreme and ultimate power. Like you really get to be a witness to his ultimate power in your life and those attached to you when you relinquish your control and submit to him by way of being obedient. And that wraps up episode three. Until next time, peace.